Previously on Radioactive Spider-Pod. Welcome, Chameleon, Mysterio, Rhino, Scorpion, Shocker, Dr. Octopus, my insidious six. Ah, oh, these pickpockets are making us look like a bunch of assholes. Get out there and smuggle. <laughs> smuggle. Hollow bones. How is that an ability? He falls like two feet and his whole body just shatters. He doesn't say he has osteoporosis. He built that little beetle, which pops open and reveals that even beetles have to smuggle things into the prison in their butts. He's so sassy. I'm losing my spider powers. Secretly, MJ is just like, thank God that Polo's gone <laughs> next time she sees him. The photo that Connors decides to show of Stillwell, you might as well call him like Dr. Distilled Well. Uh, oh, there we go. Weird Tommy Wiseau vibe. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's hilarious. Anyway, how's your plasma? In my country, we eat tortoises. I like that even Felicia recognizes how much of a paper-thin, one-dimensional character Morbius is. Just as I've always warned you, Spider-Man leading one of his criminal band, the Spider-Man 6. The episode will be okay, because we got some a Triple J. Dr. Octopus here for Slap Chop. Back off, you pea-brained, uncoordinated, absurdly dressed excuse for a man. I guess that vague German accent is very reassuring. Oh yeah, you can always trust the Germans. I think the old bat is sweet on a dock. Yeah, he just yes-ands his way into stealing a woman. You poor dear, ready for the end. My pretty! <laughs> and now, our story continues. Welcome back, loyal listeners, to Radioactive Spider-Pod, the podcast where we examine each episode of the 90s Spider-Man cartoon for some reason. With me today, as always, my partners in crime, the pitiless Peter Iskandar. Wow, you got my name right. <laughs> Just for you, buddy. Practice. <laughs> 15th time's a <of> charm. <laughs> and we also have the vile Vero Taylor. I'm feeling my dark side today. Oh, that's good. And of course, I am the kooky. Kevin McAvoy. So real quick, check us out on your preferred social media to get freeze frames from this episode and all the other bullshit at RA Spider Pod on Twitter, at Radioactive Spider Pod on Instagram and Facebook, and contact info is on our website, RadioactiveSpiderPod.com. So come say hi. Yeah, do it. Do it to it. I am really glad about season two. I mean, watching these episodes again, it seems that the budget's gotten higher and the, uh, the fun has gotten even more fun. I don't know. It's the action is great. And I'm really enjoying it. You can feel it picking up. I think for sure, for sure. It's like they have they have plot lines. They will go through the whole season instead of just kind of doing episode by episode. Yeah, exactly. So the big question I have for you, though, what's everyone drinking today? I don't want to admit it. <laughs> uh, is it ouch. red vines or something? no? Not what's it? <laughs> wild vines. It's girls' or? night out. Girls' night out. It's girls night out. No, it's um, Grower's Cider Co. Oh yeah, wild blackberry. Oh Ooh. man. Yeah, in the bottles, it's flavored cider. It was at. It was what was at the fucking wine rack. Oh, that's so, fair. And it's like yeah, a two minute fair. walk. So whatever. Okay, I was desperate. <laughs> hey, you're I the needed one. a fix. <laughs> Nobody's mad at you, man. You're just yeah. uh, lashing out. Uh, Vera, what about you? Uh, I've made myself a. Uh, rum and Coke Zero because, you know. Gotta, gotta watch those calories. Gotta watch those calories. Listen, I, my voice needs to sound thinner. 
That's good. <laughs> okay. I'm uh, for me. I'm having a Big Rock Brewery Grasshopper. It's a Crystal Bison. Nice. Ooh. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. Don't. I've I got your guys's beers. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So for for our listeners out there, we're actually part of the. Um, um, so we get a hey, beer. They don't a get a. They don't get a free anything until, unless they're unless they're giving this shit for free. There's no free rides on that. Hey, give us free beers. Yeah, give us free <laughs> no, beer. Give us give us free stuff. Give just, us free anything for the love yeah, of God. Just bleep everything that we've said here, and then and then if you if you if you are part of a company that makes alcoholic beverages, you can go ahead and uh, sponsor us by giving us anything alcoholic, and then we'll plug you. That sounds yep. fair. I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm thirsty for our newest episode, so grab a fistful of hull cubes and slip into your best trench coat because we're getting the band back together for Neogenic Nightmare Chapter 2, Battle of the Insidious Six. Battle of the Insidious Six first aired September 16th, 1995, and is based on the Amazing Spider-Man Annual Issue Number 1 and the Amazing Spider-Man Issue Number 12. Our story picks right up in the heat of battle. Spider-Man does his best to avoid Shocker, Doc Ock, Rhino, and the Scorpion, and I guess Mysterio and Chameleon are there as well. But with his spider powers going haywire, Spidey is quickly captured. Oh no! Oh, so he's back to being powerless right now. Yeah, it comes and goes. Whoa, whoa. (laughs) If you look at the title card, all it says is Neogenic Nightmare Chapter blank. Like, there's no chapter on this one. Oh. Yeah disappointed in you production team oh well maybe it's the same chapter uh no because it's part two of the same chapter i'm not gonna let him have that one no me neither but the the, but the the place aunt may staying at the octavius clinic has like a legit nurse or is that just chameleon no Ooh, that's a good no i think it's i think it's gotta be it's gotta be a legitimate nurse they did say it was a place where he patches up uh kingpin's henchmen so it makes sense that there is a nurse around I took it as I took it as this scene doesn't take place immediately after the cliffhanger we're left with the first week, which was all of them standing around and closing in on Spider-Man. It looks right. almost like, in my opinion, Chameleon went up. Chameleon's not in the fight till much later because he goes upstairs because he is that nurse later. So why would he pretend to be the same nurse? Like why would actually there be a scratch nurse that? that. It is chameleon. You can see the belt. Oh, there you go. Oh, really? I didn't even notice. See, oh, now yeah. we're just chameleon as bad. Full we're just as bad as the characters now. We oh, can't even geez. fucking I don't pay think attention. They, I don't think. Wait, did you see? Oh, you saw the belt, and you. Yep, you can see the belt. Okay, fine. Yeah, so this this makes sense because it doesn't pick up right away. Sure. Yeah. It's nice that uh, everybody seems to be on the same page here, going heavy into the medical puns. Shows what a team <laughs> that everyone is really coming to be. Oh, yeah. Shocker's got his electroshock jokes. And my shock therapy's just with the doctor Doc Ock's there, existing, I guess. You know what I Being mean. Being a doctor. Yep. Well, there's a double entendre that the nurse says that, uh... It's serious, but he's getting good treatment from Dr. Octavius and his people. I do enjoy a good double entendre. It's true. Aunt May has no idea. So, Spider-Man's dodging around reusing animation as they do drink and uh (laughs) exactly uh and mysterio's boxo hollow cubes just gets knocked (laughs) over and he just steps out my hollow cubes 
I told you to store them somewhere else. <laughs> you oh, fucking what a nerd. <laughs> Doggog's so mad at him. He's like a mom who breaks his son's miniatures while vacuuming. <laughs> like, I told Aww. you to put those somewhere else. Yeah, sorry. That hit a little close to home, Peter. Yeah, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought that was fucking hilarious, too. Then the, the holocubes go off, and then there's this fucking amazing VR. And then, like, Doc Ock is like, What is wrong with you, Spider-Man? Why do you hide behind these silly tricks? Why don't you face us? And he's like going through the tall grass and everything. Just such, Step out such of the a, long grass. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's Jurassic Park 2, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty immersive. And even Spider-Man's impressed. He's like, holy shit. Amazing. Why does this crazy. guy not just sell this to make money? Well, he's too busy, you know, getting his vengeance on Spider-Man. Are you saying he's obsessed with revenge <gasps> revenge revenge spider-man takes us on a very budget safari as he <laughs> goes through the list of the animal villains that we are currently facing minus the chameleon reminding us that of course he is fighting uh the rhino the scorpion and octopi which isn't the correct plural of octopus it was at the time yeah what really i thought octopus they changed it since when? Since 2010? It's now octopus? It's octopuses. I thought it was octopus. It's, octo it, I it was it's like, octopuses. I thought it was the, the one that doesn't have a plural. No, octopuses. Oh. Yeah. Well, poo. I have a better question. Who the, Who the fuck, fuck cares? cares? It's, it's, a, it's a very fun battle, minus the reused animation. Like, mm -hmm. that is... It is, but it, it's actually a lot of fun. It's cool to see him dodging in the grass and everything. But uh, most of the scene is literally just them fighting. Right yeah. up until he gets hit by the rhino, he gets smacked by the scorpion, he gets grabbed by Dr. Octopus. Boom, he's done. It's over. Wilson Fisk celebrates the capture of Spider-Man and rubs it in Silvermane's face. After the usual bluster, Doc Ock unmasks Spider-Man, revealing that he is Peter Parker? But they quickly decide that he's not the real deal, and plan to use him to find the real Spidey. We neglected to mention last episode, Silvermane is played by Jeff Corey, a prolific actor who actually moved into teaching acting because he was blacklisted in the 50s for communism stuff, uh, but he was extremely well-respected. You can look it up online, he, his his acting clients were like huge names like the fondas robin williams all kinds of people so it's kind of cool yeah i was surprised to hear that yeah he's got a lot of bigger part in this one Silvermane. so i figure we yeah. should uh, actually tell you who the hell this guy is so smythe and kingpin are going and watching all the antics ensue on like a video monitor and Silvermane gives uh, kingpin a call and he's like kingpin the crime lords have been patient. It's been like a fucking day, dude. It really has. Would you calm down? Yeah. Smythe doesn't really mind acting like a receptionist here, though. Yeah, <laughs> Silvermaid lied, too. For the first time, you hear Kingpin go and call him Alistair and not Smythe. Alistair. Oh. Yeah. They get very lovey-dovey in this episode. It's kind of weird. <laughs> They're on another level together this episode. Yeah. There's yeah. definitely Quite familiar. Yeah, it's yes. super cute. It is super cute. <laughs> It's you that will-they-won't-they, they, Pam and Jim, Rachel yeah. and Ross situation. No, for sure. Yeah. I'm disappointed that when Doc Ock captured Spider-Man, he didn't go off on another abusive alliteration rant. 
because he was doing such a good job in the last episode ripping on Scorpion. It was coming. Oh, well, yeah, for sure. Don't worry. There's going to be more of that in this one. Yeah. There's a, good, there's a lot of good alliteration happening later. Also, the Kingpin makes a dig at Silvermane's age, and oh, that's totally man. foreshadowing. Uh, if anybody knows what Silvermane's ultimately up to in the end of the season. But it was a little thing I kind of put in my back pocket as, huh, look at that. Yeah, it was from the top ropes with the you're an old man joke. It was like, nice, nice. Nice. Yeah, you old guy, you're old. You see it with your own eyes. Assuming they have not failed you yet, old man. Burn. Burn. Uh, And then Kingpin goes and mentions that like he didn't do this for... The crime lords and everything. He's just like, I did this for me, and I'm like, yes, that's right. You're a strong, independent kingpin that doesn't need no crime lords. You do, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you do, you. This you was do your you, plan. Babe. Yeah, you did this. Good for yeah. you. It was a pretty good, logical way for Peter to get out of the situation that he's in, uh, where yeah. he it, it's it's just funny how it just sort of happens to him. He doesn't come up with anything. He just kind of lucks out that they decide, oh, this guy isn't the real smart Spider-Man. Yeah. And instead, he just acts like a smarmy jerk. Yeah. <laughs> yep. like, sure can't trick you guys. Like, yep. Dial it back, Peter. You're in. You're in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't get yourself killed here, you moron. <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard the way Doc Ock goes and says Peter Parker. It's like, Peter Parker. It's very close to Felicia's version of it. It's we. It's really weird. Shocker and Mysterio go straight to murder here, though. Yeah. <laughs> and Shocker keeps using shocking puns. I'm shocked. So yes. it's pretty cool. You know, it's no big deal. Yep. I love the shocking puns. Doc Ock also goes on this um, nostalgia train about fighting Spider-Man. He was yeah. so strong, so agile. He filled mm-hmm. his suit way better. You know? <laughs> and and the bulge. <laughs> and the bulge was so much bigger. That oh, butt. His rock hard abs rivaled my own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, he, and, then, and then he's just, look at this pathetic excuse for a man in front of yeah, me. I bet this guy couldn't even explain what the dynamo does. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I was actually reading the comic for this uh, bef- like uh, this morning, mm-hmm. and um, in the comic, uh, instead of Shocker, it's Electro, and yeah. Spider-Man actually mentions a Dynamo in the oh. comic. I'm like, oh, oh, oh the odds. I know what that is. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Silverman isn't mad with Kingpin, he's just disappointed, and he begins to move with the other crime lords to take Kingpin down, but Big Willie Fisk has plans of his own. Meanwhile, the I-6 have Peter playing along, and Aunt May is sent home. Yeah, so Silvermane's ripping on Kingpin about how he's kidnapped an old lady, and he's strong-arming her weak, ugly, slack-jawed, pathetic... Wimpy, and he's just like, "Hey, I can hear you through the comms." Yeah, yeah, it's real mean. Like, especially Jeez. because he's an old man too. Like, you're no low, like prize pig. Fuck off, Silverman. Yeah. I know, right? Digging into the wiener that is Peter Parker. Oh. Little did they know. We crime lords ask you to destroy Spider-Man, and instead you kidnap an old lady and strong-arm her weak nephew. 
Yeah, I do enjoy the fact that he says, To think I used to admire you. <laughs> He's like, like 20 years older than I'm I know. 30. Well, never meet your heroes. Fuck you, yes. Silverman. Yeah. <laughs> you be, being a real dick here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Kingpin's all pissed off by the events that have happened here, and he crushes the statue on his desk to dust, and then he gives, like, a little smile because he's proud of himself, and then Silvermane even has a reaction shot, even though the Skype call that they had is over and it's just static. Like, how did he see that? <laughs> what, what's going on here? But I just, like, Kingpin just, again, cheers himself up because he's able to destroy yeah. something. Like, he has a miscellaneous desk drawer, just pulls out some <laughs> other thing that he's going to smash next time. Yep. It's like a cuckoo clock or something. <laughs> Classic king, kingpin reaction. He just goes and breaks whatever's closest to him. Exactly. Do you think they're expensive? He like he purposely picks expensive things. Oh yeah. Things you to know destroy. that's ir- like that's absolutely uh unreplaceable. Like it's some yep. sort of antiquity. It's some sort of Easter Island artifact that he yep. just yep. gone forever. He used right to, to keep dust. like rare birds, but uh, got messy. So oh. Smythe was oh. just in the corner begging him to stop. Stop with the birds! I can't anymore. <laughs> so right after the call, Silverman goes and calls uh, Hammerhead, and Hammerhead's just like fucking ready for this call. He's like sitting there prepared, like doesn't yeah. even like leave him ringing for two minutes. Well, like, it, oh, it, oh, Hammerhead, time for you to go and do this. Yeah, I thought that was weird. Maybe it's like because he calls Fisk and he's and he says that the other crime lords have had enough. Maybe he just got off the phone with Hammerhead. I, I don't know. It is odd and goddamn is Hammerhead a weird guy to look at. Yeah, sure. it is unsettling. So it cuts back to the hospital room and Peter is playing along, just hanging out in bed. And <laughs> May comes in she sees that peter's okay and they say oh well you know you just go home it's all gonna be fine and she runs back she says i can't not without doing this first she gives him like a little kiss yeah and it was the way she did it had such a weird tone to it like it was such a more of a girlfriend thing to say yeah and for a second i yeah. thought this was gonna become like the incestuous sex it was real weird <laughs> oh. Peter has to steer away, too. They animate him specifically giving his cheek. Yeah, she goes for the lips. He's like, not in front of the supervillains. <laughs> oh, damn it, Aunt May. Not yeah. in front of the houseplant. No. <laughs> I must have watched Mysterio morph into that houseplant or back from the houseplant seven or eight times. <laughs> like, the chameleon is useless in the fight, but he's helpful here. And Mysterio just turn to a plant for no reason just leave the fucking room you fishbowl idiot no no i must be the plant the chameleon must have listened to old timey movies to come up with the voice for this nurse that he decided is a character now remember parker ah spot yes dr otavius will be right down he's taking great care of you it's very you are racist ma'am you are racist you are racist Ah, yes, Peter. He's got a flu. Be careful. It's a very weird yeah. characterization. Actually, I've been I've been pretty mean about Mysterio because, and I'm going to get even meaner uh, well, as yeah. this episode goes. Well, but This whole episode is his fault. Yeah, he's terrible. But there is one shot here right at the end of the scene that reveals that he was uh, evidently putting up a facade over the whole building because it says Octavius Clinic and then it disappears. It looks like a piece of shit. So he's not totally useless. 
He can trick old ladies. Yeah, yeah. No, I saw that too. I'm like, wait, the Octavius Clinic? Like, how do they yeah, fucking I was like, have you the money printed for this? a sign? Yeah. So I was interested about this because Smythe says that that's the clinic that they take uh, people that have been hurt that work for the Kingpin. That's a dirty warehouse. You doing surgeries in this super not sterile, broken down shack? Well, they're just patching up goons. Well, you know, they disinfect with vodka and shit. Yeah, it's just all vodka all the time. <laughs> it's like a it's like a Wild West style hospital where they just get you real drunk first and then they pull yeah. the bullet out and stitch That's it up. Or just saw your arm off. Thanks, Red Dead. Is it just me or does it feel that Mysterio is a lot more powerful in this episode than in his previous episodes? It, he just has way better cubes. It's all about mm-hmm. the cubes, baby. My holo cubes. That's what's so funny about it, too. Peter, when he gets knocked down, manages to palm a couple of the cubes. Yeah. And you're like, well, I guess he's as powerful as Mysterio now. That's it. Kingpin launches a surprise attack, with Chameleon infiltrating Silvermane's headquarters as Hammerhead, and a Rhino wrecking ball allowing Shocker and Scorpion to pour in an attack. They strap an elevator car to their helicopter and make off with Silvermane as their prize, with Chameleon staying behind to take his place. How did the security not realize it was Hammerhead coming towards them? Mr. Hammerhead, sir! I didn't realize it was you! The man's got a six-four, like a six-head! Yeah. How do, you can see him coming a mile away. Who the hell else oh. is that going to be? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't realize it was you. Sorry. Who yeah. the hell else could it be? Also, they didn't notice the fucking chameleon belt. How has no one noticed this? I guess I I fucked up this episode and didn't notice it either. Yeah. You it, know what? It, I take that back. Yeah, it's hard it unless you're look, you know you're looking for it, right? Mm-hmm. This is the hard truth about, you know, we were spouting some huge game about this chameleon belt, but you know what? We also are blind. If this was a live-action movie, they'd have spent half the budget on trench coats. Because every one of Silvermane's hired goons is wearing one, and then a lot of other people wear them too. Like, I guess it's because they're like, well, what do gangsters wear? Trench coats yeah. and old-timey hats. What else would they wear? That's it. And those little pencil mustaches. Yeah, they all have... Track suits? Yep. Track oh, suits? yeah. And gold uh, chains. That's the Russian mafia. Oh. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Moving <laughs> on. Moving on. <laughs> Rhino strapped to this helicopter. Vero's finally right, and the Rhino yep. finally shows up strapped to a helicopter. Yay, yep. this is it my only moment. It took you a couple of tries. <laughs> I'm finally right. Da, 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 da. It's sweet, the Kingpin driving the helicopter. Mm-hmm. As I don't think yeah, I've seen him drive that. one yet. But why is he driving it? Why didn't he get one of his goons or Smythe to do it? Smythe starts driving it later, but... Yeah. I think Kingpin wanted the power to really, like, fuck over Silvermane, so he was like, no, I'm driving, and just gets to throw the rhino into the wall. It was pretty right. sweet. I liked yep. his, how he's just sitting like a baby Bjorn in the, in, <laughs> when he's strapped to the helicopter, he's just got his arms and legs out. Just, <laughs> we should Photoshop it so that he's, like, being carried by, like, a hipster dad or something. Yeah, Aww. he's just, brr, baby Bjorn. <laughs> When Chameleon comes in as the Hammerhead, he goes to Silvermane and tells him that the fat man beat us to the punch. We gotta get you out of here fast. And once they get into the elevator together, Silvermane looks like he's going in for uh, a real familiar hug. Yeah. 
Why does that keep happening around uh, <laughs> episodes with the chameleon? People just going for inappropriate touching. Yeah, yeah. He's got that effect on people. He's warm. Well, they get up to the they get up to the top of this building, and then the rhino rips off the top of the elevator shaft, and then just tears the elevator cables like they're fucking cooked spaghetti. Yeah, his strength yeah. is kind of one of those things that's left a little ambiguous, but. You know, that shit is really strong. Like, it holds a whole elevator. It doesn't tear easily, right? Yeah. I, I was a little bit like, oh, fuck, okay. Like, I guess he can do that. And he's holding the elevator, too, with one hand. Oh, yeah, hand. yeah. For sure. He rips with the one hand and rip and holds with the other. You see that eight-pack he's got there? Sorry, Peter, what is he? Uh, um, I think he's uh, super strong. Ah, uh, yes, I, I super don't know. strong. I don't, I don't know. I haven't, I yeah. haven't confirmed or, de- or denied that. Um. Did you not notice when he's like, they let him off onto the, the the floor, he crashes in and like they have that like one little clip where he goes and unclips the, like the baby Bjorn. Yeah. Yeah. Was I'm like, well, good. yeah. It was super smooth. I'm like, well, good thing they put that in. Otherwise I would have had no idea how he got out of that strap that he was holding him. I did notice it, but I was mostly mesmerized by his action role where it's just his big gray ass in your face. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just boom, lands it. I was watching this the first time, and I didn't even really notice that there's only four of them there. Like, Doc Ock doesn't go, and Mysterio doesn't go. Yeah. And it's revealed in the next scene why Doc Ock isn't there. He's actually got something to do, but Mysterio's (laughs) just fucking doing nothing. They're like, no, you can hang out back. Why don't you just clean up those cubes in the basement, and uh, we'll catch up later. My holocubes! Yeah, just assigning the roles. Okay, Rhino, you're the wrecking ball. The two of you are the infiltration crew. Mysterio, you can just be the house plan again. Guys, does this help? And he turns into a house plan again. We deliver the house plan, and then when Silvermane puts it in his office, I can turn back into a guy with a fishbowl head. And that'll help how? Shut up! <laughs> he just goes back to his cubes. <laughs> Hold on, let cu- me pick up my cubes. Hold on, I have a cube for that. Is it about my cube? So when Silvermane and Chameleon are in the elevator, and Chameleon is originally Hammerhead, they're going up the elevator, and then Chameleon changes into the Kingpin. I just was hoping for like a slight stutter in the elevator because like all of a sudden there's way more weight for some reason. <laughs> oh, true, true. But I guess technically not. It would have uh, been I think it's an illusion. Oh, yeah. Well, that's true. When they get to the roof yeah. and they make their escape, <laughs> the chameleon's just loving his time as like he, he he pretends to be Silvermane so that you know, he can give some orders to call off the attack on Kingpin HQ. Yeah. And uh he just uses that as an excuse to make fun of the henchman, which is pretty fun. Thank goodness you escaped, sir. No thanks to your incompetence. Now get out of my sight, you useless dunderheads. Yes, sir. <laughs> Even he enjoys it. He just starts laughing for about seven seconds. <laughs> as he walks away. He also goes and becomes Silvermane after, like, lunging out of the fucking uh, elevator. I'm like, did no one else just see him as Chameleon and then into Silvermane? 
I think everybody no was retreating because they were firing acid and shock blasts at them. Oh, uh, excuses. I enjoyed <laughs> watching him land a perfect front flip and do the superhero landing on his knee. Superhero landing. Yeah, that's really hard on your knees. And the henchman just buying that an 80-year-old man could do that. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> that would probably be a little bit of a tip-off. Like, sir, did your knee replacement? <laughs> Are they fully biotic? What's going on here? Yes, we got it with adamantium. <laughs> Turns out the yoga's been really paying off for Silvermane. Peter and Doc Ock head to a hotel room to wait for Spider-Man to show up. Using the hollow cubes he pocketed earlier, Peter is able to make his escape. With his spider powers only half returned, he masks himself and rescues Silvermane while the villains give chase. Nothing suspicious about six air conditioning units in a perfect circle. I know. What the <laughs> fuck was that? That's your big fucking plan, Mysterio? Thanks to my technology, we get the drop on him. That's he couldn't go on the away mission because he was spending all that time making six hollow cubes that made air conditioning units. And that's the best you can come up with. Can they not walk around as air conditioning units? Like they have to stay perfectly still. <laughs> Alright, scatter yeah, just like, and you just see It's like a cartoon, just like Like it picks up the air conditioning, you see their feet underneath, like Yeah. Mysterio is the real life equivalent of a Pinterest fail. He has these great ideas, <laughs> but just can't execute them at all. Like, all right, I'll make them all air conditioning units, and perfect. <laughs> you're all in a you're all in a circle. <laughs> so finally, Peter gets to use the hollow cubes that he stole from the warehouse when they were on the floor. Um, how the fuck did he know what would even come out of them? Like, it could have been another fucking air conditioner. Sure, <laughs> but I don't think it would have been distracting enough. Wait, why are there seven air conditioning ducts? Wait a minute. One, yeah. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Wait a second. Uh, yeah. He just hides in it and can't figure out where he went. Just some anime waifu pops out of the cube and Mysterio goes, oh, no, not that one. Yeah, oh, hi, really. Mysterio. That's why it was in his weird dungeon chest oh. thing. Peter bolts here and then uh, he gets to the edge of the of the roof and he yells out, you know, faking it. Look out, Spider-Man! It's an ambush! And Shocker yeah. can't think of a shock button, so he just goes, Shut up! <laughs> he hits <laughs> him in the back with a blast. Yeah. No, it's fantastic. When push comes to shove, Shocker can't perform. Yeah. Yep. So Spider-Man, so Peter falls off the roof, puts his mask back on, jumps up onto the water tower, mm-hmm. and he's talking to the villains, and he makes a point about saying that he's gonna drown them in his nervous sweat and now i'm just picturing the spider suit to himself to himself yeah he's saying it in his head but i'm picturing just the spider suit with huge pit stains and then a big and then a big like butt (laughs) butt he's got swass (laughs) yeah he's got swass sweaty ass you guys just have these weird terms where have you been for the last like for the last 10 years peter yeah, man. Painting figurines. Oh, shit. Whoa, 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 what was with that tone? What was that fucking sass there? Action figures. Wrong. Action <laughs> figures. I was going to uh, say that uh, 
Spidey takes a second there while he's perched above the villains to mm-hmm. throw them off the scent of his secret identity, which I liked a lot. Yeah. They asked, what happened to the kid? Did he go splat or what? It's like, ah, I took care of that snitch, Parker. Yeah, uh, that was it was clever. It was a good little line in there. It kind of puts that character, like the Peter Parker character out of the scene as well. Yeah. And uh, it's it makes sense that he would want to try and get that in there. Really get them off the trail. Yeah. Speaking of weird faces, you see that weird shot of Rhino running towards the screen? Oh, they yeah. animated his face so differently. I think Vera, when we were watching, you mentioned it was very anime. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Oh. It was just the one scene where he looks super different. Yeah, he runs right at the camera, and I think they just figured, ah, nobody's going to slow this down, and when technology's there and take screenshots and post it all over the internet, well, nah, no one's guess again, Semper Senpai. Who's going to do that? Who's that bored? Yep. Kingpin isn't playing any fucking games here, though. He starts talking to Silvermane, tells him he's going to take his territory. Silvermane gives him some lip, and he just puts a, a, a hook on around his belt and shoves him out of a helicopter. Like, yeah, yeah. man, that's why you're the kingpin, baby. It's crazy. Oh. Did he already even know that the belt would hold him? He doesn't know he that he, really had, he has, like, real a real leather belt. It could be pleather. could be a it's canvas belt. It's Just, genuine leather, oh. the cheapest kind of leather. Yeah. You don't go and become a millionaire by getting expensive leather. Belts. Yeah. Or that his old man back could support him. That's more what I was thinking. He was just shatter. Yeah, we don't want to... His pelvis is just going to be gone like that. And once his hip breaks, it's kind of downhill from there. Yeah, it's it's a slow spiral. Yeah. (laughs) Wow, guys. Kingpin and Smythe, though, they share this steamy look for some reason. Oh. (laughs) And they look at each other, and then Kingpin looks away, gets mad that Spider-Man is saving Silvermane. And then yep. he looks back to Smite, and they just do the same shot again. So Smite's just yeah. giving him the fuck eyes again. Yeah. It's really weird. The eyebrows cocked. The grin is half. It's great. <laughs> There's going to be some blowies and handies later, guys. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, you know, Kingpin only handles the best. He only oh. handles the best. Uh, no, <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow, Kingpin. The, that was uh, the... really great. That's why they called me the Kingpin. The king... <laughs> The the tension in the helicopter is electric. It's Just, it's. Are you ready for this first load? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is too oh, gross. Geez. We're out. Oh, I'm so out. I'm done. Oh, I'm out. We're done. We're done. That's it. Spider-Man attempts to make his escape while using his smarts to start turning the villains against each other. Rhino does some blunt force damage, Shocker's suit has a meltdown, and Spidey is able to help Silvermane get to safety. Santa style. Silvermane's actually pretty clever here. Like, um, There's a lot of quick thinking. Like, both does, from Silvermane yeah. and from Spider-Man. Like, yeah. Spider-Man, Spider-Man goes and asks him who he is, and he's just like, I'm very wealthy. They said they were holding me for ransom. Like, that's actually pretty good thinking. Like, because he's in a pretty stressful situation and just like oh well you know i'm another crime boss like you'd be i'm surprised he didn't just you know automatically go to like oh well here's the fucking truth yeah but i mean he's he's you know if he's one of the heads of crime in new york city he's not going to be dumb right and then spider-man pretends to be the chameleon when the rhino catches him calm down rhino it's me the chameleon 
and uh, he, he just gets the rhino to go attack everybody else. So yeah, everyone's using their smarts, which I liked a lot. I'm always a fan of that. That was fantastic. I think there's a community, I believe there's a community theater uh, performance of On the Waterfront, because the way the rhino congratulates Peter slash the, pretending to be the chameleon on his idea is in the same tone as that I could have been a contender. I wish I could think of brilliant planes like that. And it, the, he's so great in this episode. He talks so much. I love the rhino. Yeah, I, I'm always a fan of when Spider-Man uses his wits. And like the power fluctuations yeah. in this are kind of annoying. But he wouldn't be able to go toe-to-toe against all of these villains anyway. So it's cool yeah. to see him outsmarting them. He was relying, you know, stop relying on that body, Spider-Man. That's right. Stop relying on those powers. You got to use that brain. So when Rhino smashes through the electrical unit or whatever the hell it is, and he knocks into uh, Shocker and Mysterio, damaging Shocker's suit, which comes up later, (laughs) he gets all mad. He's like, Chameleon told me to make a fool out of me, will you? Think I'm stupid, do you? Like, does he just beat Chameleon to death here? Because like, it just cuts away, and then you never see them again until, like, after this whole fight. Yeah, Chameleon gets his, uh, like, butt kicked by the rhino. I think he's getting at least a few punches to the face. Because if he can't turn into somebody, he can't defend himself because he can't speak. Maybe that's how he gets out of it. it he turns me. himself into rhino, and then they just have a big conversation, and rhino can't figure out who's who. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you say that, or was that me? <laughs> So Rhino goes and actually punctures Shocker's suit here. I know you clown. Your horn just ripped my electro suit. I thought it was sound. Yeah. I mean, I guess he still doesn't understand yeah. his own su- suit. Yeah. It's a recurring theme here. He was also the one who just like slept in it in the prison and they let him keep it or some shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was in his right. downy quilt. Yeah. All right, shocker. You can keep the suit. Fine. It's just so soft. <laughs> soft as a velvet child. So Spider-Man's now a Silvermane, and his spider sense comes back, and he lets that spider feeling go for a really long time. My spider sense. It's back. I don't know if it's some ASMR reaction he gets, but he just... He's so happy to get the the tingles and the jingles back, and he almost gets swiped by Doc Ock because it, he's in the moment. Yeah, yeah. So it's he, it's so unexpected. So, so Spider Man just sort of throws Doc Ock by the tentacles, which was awesome. I always yeah. feel that Otto kind of has to have one of his tentacles secured to something, or else he's vulnerable, which he right. doesn't do mm. here. So that's cool. But what's weird is that his way of attacking Spider Man is he actually physically throws one of his tentacles at Spider-Man with his regular arm. Like, what kind of an attack is that? Why do you need to do that? It's super weird. Really? Yeah, if you go back and look at it, it's very odd. And then the noise he makes when he gets thrown. I just have to toss out the garbage. Uh, (laughs) It's so weird. (laughs) So Spider-Man's escaping with Silvermane and the shocker opens a window to look down and try to find them on the on the uh, building. Yeah. And Spider-Man throws him into a water tower. Uh, and so he eventually blows up. And I thought it was interesting that he blows up and he jumps out of the water tower in his 
Marvel issued white boxer shorts. Mm-hmm. Last you rhino, they're ripping my suit. Water's getting in. I'm gonna blow up. No, I mean it's great because he's only wearing he's only wearing the boxer shorts and his mask still. Yeah, he he can't. Yeah. yeah, they still haven't decided on an on an on any kind of a secret identity for him. So they're mm-hmm. like, fuck it, just give him the mask still. And he. Again, I guess it's not sound, it's electricity, because otherwise the sh- suit wouldn't short suit. Well, I guess the suit is powered by electricity, so I was, I'm yeah, willing to enough. allow it, you know what I mean? But uh, And then he says the saddest message to Kingpin. <gasps> My suit is gone. My beautiful suit. <laughs> yeah. I like uh, that as Spider-Man's powers are coming back, his quipping is coming back more so, too. He's, uh, <laughs> there's like a couple of great ones. Talk about wearing flashy clothes. And then, you know, I've never been one to seek out the spotlight. And then, but if you say ho, ho, ho real loud, there's less chance you'll get stuck. I think that is just correlated with his confidence. Yeah, that you makes know? sense. Like, yeah. Especially like even like so many people do it is like as they get more confident, they just become very quippy. Yeah. I know uh, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I buy uh, that. That makes a lot of sense. When they see Spider-Man taking Silvermane down the outside of the building, he's doing that by repelling, and that's exactly what he should have been doing in the first episode when he kept slipping. Because right. his, mm. I, I get that his he, when he's losing his stickiness, he's also losing his strength, and so yeah. he can't web-sling like he normally can because it's going to rip right. his fucking arm off. But yep. you could shoot a web and then just sort of safely repel down like any you know regular person could do that. And he does that yeah. in this scene, which makes perfect sense. And my only yeah. gripe about it is that he didn't do it last episode. It was it was great. I, li- I liked that a lot. Very yeah, subtle, but it was it was it was good. Actually, all of his movements here are they they do a good job making him just a little uncoordinated. Like whenever he lands, yeah. he kind of hits with his ribs instead of being agile and landing cleanly. Mm-hmm. Part of that is he he is carrying Silvermane, so that's a bunch of dead weight, right. but. It's it's cool that they kind of make him kind of shitty here, which soon yeah. to be dead weight. But oh. <laughs> Spider-Man faces off against Scorpion and Doc Ock and uses Scorpion's acid to damage the Kingpin Chopper and one of Doc Ock's arms. The villains start fighting each other, and Spider-Man runs for it, making sure Silvermane is okay on his way. It's fantastic how Spider-Man goes and gets them to pit themselves against each other. I thought it was pretty clever. And it was really, like, sad yet funny that, like, Scorpion goes and shoots acid at Dr. Octopus. And then Dr. Octopus just hurts his feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Doc Ock with another insult. I think he says he's a malodorous bungler. I hate to be called names. (laughs) Oh, no, we know that's his weakness. Smack! He just goes and gets hit in the face with a fucking tentacle. Oh, yeah. He goes right in at him. Yeah. Kingpin goes full Triple J here, insisting that the damaged helicopter be flown back into the middle of the fight between Spider-Man and the Scorpion. We've got to land. I'm heading back to base. No, no, you can't. I won't let Spider-Man defeat me again. Go back. Go back. Yeah. If you recall, which happened pretty much exactly in the Scorpion episode. And in both episodes, the pilot's like, are you fucking in? Like, no, no, I will not go back. Right. How does, does no one respect helicopter pilots in this show? Like, oh, we're going down. No, you're not. We're going back. 
No. Well, that's not how We're Yeah, that's down. not how this works. <laughs> I can't just do things if it's broken. We will die if we go back. <laughs> when Spider-Man bolts and he just says, This is my cue to skidoo. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. He peaked. He peaked in the quips. Yeah. And he seems so happy about it. That's what makes it great. You can hear the smile on his face when he says, That's my cutest skidoo. (laughs) He follows it up too with a. Blessed are the peacemakers. Listening to Silvermane talk to Spider Man, they really like. And then Spider Man's response to that as he kind of monologues over it. Not bad. Aunt May's safe, and I saved a kind and sweet old man too. They really love rubbing the dramatic irony in our faces here like we get it silvermane's secretly a bad guy and spider-man doesn't know it but <laughs> they lay it on thick doc ock goes and says uh you have made the big mistake of making me angry <laughs> i'm just like you you wouldn't like him when he's angry oh i'm sure nothing bad happens when you anger a german oh no oh no <laughs> In a scene of almost entirely reused animation, Silvermane rallies the crime lords once again against the kingpin, who is busy watching his insidious six fall apart. The villains decide to go their separate ways, and Kingpin HQ gets a lot tenser. Silvermane is pissed. Yeah, he uses... He had to use a payphone! Yeah, not only does he have to use a payphone, he has to... He uses uh, two different adjectives that also mean destroy. Yeah. He must be annihilated. Kingpin is nothing but a plague upon the city of New York. He must be eradicated. He had to ask somebody for a quarter. Do you think a millionaire has a quarter on his, his person? Well, it was the no. 90s. He had, everyone still had cash. He's got like a thousand dollar bill. He's trying to like push it into the machine. <laughs> How does this work? <laughs> Take my priceless gold coin. I'm using oh, yeah. 1-800-COLLECT. Oh, probably. He could have. I don't even know who he's talking to. <laughs> it's just the operator. Operator! We have to get the kingpin. Yes, old Yeah, this man. is information. Sure, man. <laughs> you never know. The operator might just be uh, in his pocket, so I don't know. So when the they pan back to the villains coming back together and regrouping, why is this shocker in a new suit? Right? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense at he all. He should... Oh it would have been funny to see him standing in his underwear and yeah. being, uh, that's why he's pissed at the kink band. He's pissed at the rhino. He wants to go off on his own. Not just funny, you know, rhino. Accurate. Yeah. Accurate. <laughs> you caught, you cost me for the last time, rhino. I'm tired of working with you. And then he storms off. Yeah. Yep. Because they reuse so much animation, it keeps going back and forth between Doc Ock having a ruined tentacle and not. Yeah. And they go into the yeah. warehouse and then an alley. But that's, a, that's a drink. Yeah, and then somewhere with silver floors, so it's inside of a a lab or something. Yeah, it's it's really bad, the reuse of animation here. Like, really bad. Yeah, well... But normally you can let it slide, but it just, it makes so many issues with continuity and everything that it's, it's very uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, and I mean, realistically at this point, now these villains are out, and they're gonna make it on their own.
Yeah, they all start smashing their headsets, and I can just imagine yeah. Kingpin being like, stop that, they were very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> They're all crushing them, like, just put oh, them on the ground, leave them with Shirley. <laughs> but Smythe is just fucking loving this. He's just, like, sitting there, just like, I was right. You know, you should just listen to me. Yeah. Make some more robots. He's given these little grins, and he just, he can't help himself. He just pokes the Kingpin. Like, mm-hmm. just ratcheting yeah. up that sexual tension. Just do it already. He's just so roly-poly. How could you not poke him? <laughs> you just poke him and yeah. it's like pop, like popping fresh. Smythe, I'm just telling you, we should go <laughs> and go and kill Spider-Man because <laughs> stop <Smythe>. that. <laughs> we'll enact my plan right after we eat these crescent rolls. <laughs> Ooh, I made them fresh rolls. from the oven. <laughs> <laughs> There's loving in the oven. <laughs> God damn it! Isn't that wasn't that their slogan? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Then they all just decide to be like, "Oh, I'm done. It didn't really work out. We didn't really try too fucking hard. So, see ya." Well, to be fair, they actually failed because of their inability to work as a team. Like, it's true. Working really? together was. I mean, it made them stronger, but it also made them vulnerable. Spider-Man exploited yeah. their weaknesses and their inability to work together, so... And their egos. Yeah, so it's not like there's no reason behind it. No, for sure. This is totally just a team-building exercise, and like they should show it at workplaces. Yeah. Like, this is why you should work together. They need to go do... HR would be really upset at yeah. them. Yeah. Kingpin's got to pay for a weekend. They do the high ropes course. You know, they get a little motivational <laughs> speaker in there. KPHR is getting really taxed this next weekend. It ends it ends with a good trust fall. Yep. Yeah. Carol and HR is just oh my god. So many violations. <laughs> On the heroic side of things, Peter finds out that Michael Morbius has greased his way into his old job as Felicia's plaything slash tutor. He then reunites with Aunt May. And finds that Mary Jane still cares enough about him to worry. Freaking Michael Morbius. He just comes in there and takes takes Felicia from Peter. Not that Peter had her because she's a, a woman of her own. Mm-hmm. And Peter has been a fucking She just almost flight. hit him with a car. It's yeah, fine. yeah. But, <laughs> well, she was driving around all night. Um, <laughs> and then he Sorry. just... And then, like, Michael Morbius is just like... Goodbye, Parker. <laughs> That's fucking stupid. Accent, I would have like, liked him to say I would have liked him to say first I get your girl then I'll win the contest or something to really push in their rivalry. Hey you like plasma? I got her number. How <laughs> do you like them uh, plasma? <laughs> oh man. Morbius is the kind of guy who always looks wet. <laughs> His hair is just you know it's <laughs> Yeah, you gaunt skeleton. Fucking get some shampoo. Yeah. He's either always just getting out of the shower or has never showered. It's one of the two. You want some hair gel? No thanks, I make my own. And Felicia going, he makes science so erotic. I mean, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That accent has got her hooked. Yeah, she's already more serious about Morbius than she ever has been about Peter. Yeah. There's the classic uh, resolution music, which we have touched on several times. And, but we get a yeah. good cut here, and it's for a while. 
And I'm just like, you know what? This actually feels pretty good. I know that things have been wrapped. It's like I feel conditioned from that music now. It's like, oh, everything's going to be fine. Yeah, even though he's very sad. And also a little romantic. Yeah. Yeah, he's very sad. So he comes home to Aunt May and he hugs her. And she says, Dr. Octavius, let me go early. Oh, bless his heart. He did such a good job taking care of you. She did. He did a job, all right. Yep. (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) MJ's uh, playing with Peter a little bit, playing with his heart. You know. Oh, I was worried about your. And she winks. Yeah. Also, like how she says, "Stay loose, tiger." Stay loose, tiger. Damn. Yeah. (laughs) The way Peter just goes, unbelievable. It's actually pretty funny. I don't know. It's good. I just like the way he does it. Hey, Kevin. Yeah. What's uh? What's that bow on the episode? <laughs> well, the bow on this one has Spider-Man visiting Dr. Connors to get the results of his tests. The news isn't good, though, and he finds out that he's still mutating into something inhuman. <gasps> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Dr. Connors is such a fucking downer here, but uh, all I could think of was Lord of the Rings when Samwise Gamgee is like, Mr. Gandalf, don't turn me into anything unnatural. <laughs> It won't be human. (laughs) It won't be human. Actually, the way they do that scene, the way they do that little bit is actually really cool. Like the shot that they do starts with Peter and then it pans up around the roof and then down to uh, Dr. Connors. It's just a cool shot. And Peter right back on the wall because he can't sit on a chair. Got to reinforce the spider powers being back. Uh, it, it this is this sets up basically the rest of the season's questions about what's going on to to Spider-Man. This sets up his motivations and pretty much who he encounters. Yeah, it's a massive cliffhanger, really. And with that ominous ending, we're all done for today. So you know what time it is. It's the time where I get your thoughts and arbitrary spider ratings, which can be made on any scale you think of off the top of your head. Peter, start with you. Uh, my spider rating is 10 mutations out of 10. I thought this was a wow. fun episode. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I thought Whoa. this was a fun episode with some good action scenes, a lot of good quipping, having Spider-Man use his smarts to make the villains attack each other. It was also super fun to see. And the cliffhanger that Spider-Man might be mutating again really sets up the season for some interesting plot lines. Top shelf. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Vero, what do you have for me? I'm going to give this episode nine holographic plants out of a possible 10. So I really liked this episode. It's very tightly written. It has a nice pace to it. The The way Spider-Man was able to use his smarts and, out, and turn the villains against each other because they were loosely uh, a team to even begin with. And he just breaks them down using his wit was great and now that his spider powers are back i'm excited to see his quipping come back in full force for the next couple episodes as for me i am going to give this episode mm, 11 longing smythe glances out of 12 oh i also really enjoyed this one it had a ton of action there was a lot of fun interplay between the different villains and a lot of the writing was actually quite clever. 
I said last time that I hoped this first episode was going to be doing the groundwork for something better, and unlike the Hobgoblin episodes, this time it actually pays off. Uh, it loses a little bit of points for me because the animation reuse was so egregious at times, um, and it was a little repetitive, I guess, when Spider-Man's losing his powers, but all in all, it's a fantastic episode. All right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, 100%. This was a great way to kick off the season. It's so great that I can't wait to see what's happening in the next one. Hit me with the bugle drop, Peter. He's supposed to have some big scoop. The moment all America has been waiting for. Today's issue with Bugle. Brock's big scoop. Eddie Brock's biggest scoop. Big news, too. That's unbelievable. Exactly how did you happen to get this? Mary Jane's high school ex-boyfriend, Maury Bench, comes back into her life with new superpowers to control water. He's hoping to win Mary Jane's heart back. So what, if anything, do you guys remember about this one? I remember the scene from the intro. <laughs> That's fair. Nice. Um, I, re- I did not remember that his name was Maury. <laughs> Maury? Maury! It's pretty bad. Um, yeah, I remember basically, like Peter said, the scene from the intro. I forget the nuances of this episode. Um... I can. The only thing that really sticks out to me is I'm pretty sure he's got a really annoying voice. Mm. So I feel like it's not. It's not that smooth Jim Cummings voice. Yeah, no, it. It's not the silky smooth. I think he he, he's very much a fucking nerd, like a very much a huge loser, like in a bad. No, I don't mean in a like a sympathetic way. I mean like in a thinks he can possess women kind of way. Yeah, he's he's not good. To see if we're right, you're going to have to join us next time. And until then, check us out on the socials for our usual BS, or talk about us using the hashtag RASpiderPod. If you like what you heard, we'd love for you to share the show with your friends, family, and mafia business rivals, or leave a tasty five-star review on iTunes. It would really help us out. We'll be back to you, dear listeners, in two weeks with a heaping helping of Hydro Man. Bye-bye. 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 I don't know, what's he say? Fucking, uh... <laughs> Shit, um, it, this is my cutest canoe. Do you say sprinkles and tingles? Tingles and jingles. Uh. Sprinkles and bingles? Goodbye, Parker.